On this week's episode of the Super League Podcast, we take you through the week's action as well as your team's chances to make the finals. It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super League. All things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. All right, Tristan, we are back for another episode. I am your host, Dale Taylor, joined as always by my co-host, Tristan Blackart. How are you, sir? I'm tired. I'm very tired here on a Sunday evening, but outside of that, um, I'm just great. It's glad, I'm glad to be here. Very excited to be talking to you yet again. <laughs> it it seems like we talk a little too much sometimes, but I mean we are here to, <laughs> to cover the week's action. <laughs> we uh, and... we talk a lot for two blokes that don't really like each other. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, another another week goes by for Super League, and and uh, you know second week back, uh, we're starting to see some guys shake off some rust. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on generally on on this round of action? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to get the four games in on Monday and two and a bit on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was really good. There's some good basketball played. There was not so good basketball played. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, there's a, there's a lot of blokes that are that are shaking off the rust. Um, there's a few blokes that are completely and utterly rusted through. <laughs> but, <laughs> Seized. <laughs> Seized up. But uh, for the most part, I think there's still that little bit of buzz going around in there that uh, everyone's pumped to be back playing some basketball and in the Super League. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, um, you know, we, we play basketball outside of Super League as well. And, uh, you know, getting a, getting a couple of games in on a Thursday as well sort of helps with the fitness and the form. Um, yep. But, yeah, still overall feeling very rusty. Uh, myself and, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that boat. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what next week brings. But for the moment, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Monday night's games, Tristan. Yes, let's get into it. So the uh, the first game off the ranks, DT was the Coral in Camels uh, 45 going down to the Cadenia Crocs 55. Um, a pretty good game. The uh, the Camels were missing their most modest player in um, I forget his name, like Dole Johnnelly or whatever whatever that lanky kid's name is. But he was missing. He uh, had a bit of an injury at work. But um, you know, for the most part, a, a really good game um, by two teams that you know uh, are playing some good basketball. Yeah, right. I'd love to know what the injury was. Uh, yeah, cut his finger and it got infected and. Um, yeah, something along those lines. He, he was all taped up and, and sitting on the sideline. He did, as he was walking out, <laughs> as he was walking out, he did let the crowd know if he'd played tonight, he would have dropped 40. But um, <laughs> it was a bit of a laugh. No, but, yeah. no he didn't. <laughs> I think um, I think his GM in Lockie McGrath might have been sitting there, uh, maybe. But um, yeah, he did make a few people laugh. But, um, you know, for the most part, the... The, Carol, uh, the Camels, you know, they were in it from, from the get-go. They uh, they actually had eight more scoring shots than than the Crocs. The Crocs were just able to convert um, a little bit better. Yeah, well, I, I see uh, Kurt Lazaro. You know, he's uh, he's starting around back into some form. And, and James Armstrong, um, 10.6 rebounds, looking pretty good. Yep, uh, he is. The Fridge. Uh, Dave Morseman, 10.6 boards, and uh, the mini fridge, uh, Jaden O'Brien. Uh, he's he's still sort of working things out a little bit by the look of it. What did yeah, you? Well, who were the, who did are the mention, standouts? In your I opinion? did mention. I did mention to. Um, I think it was the the camels bench actually. I said, can you imagine if Dave Morseman just rolled up and had the intent to play and play properly because he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, 10 and 6, uh, he was really good on the defensive end. Uh, obviously, he pulled down a few rebounds, but you know, scored 10 points of his own. 
uh, he got he got a, a number of looks, and and this is the, the the fridge I like to see play because you know at the age of 56 or whatever he is, um, he can still play some very good basketball, and he can still get up. Uh, he like, can, yeah. yeah. My God, if you've never seen it, you need you need to watch him in the warm ups or warm downs because uh, yeah, it's something something that sort of uh, it astonishes people. Yeah, it almost defies gravity, doesn't it? I, I can barely touch the net. He's touching the top of the backboard. <laughs> he, he's got more chance of dunking the ball than I have of bending down and touching my toes. <laughs> for the for the Crocs, um, looks like Spez was a standout with 16 points. Um, yep. And Adam Rawlings, uh, we, we've spoken his uh, praises on this podcast quite a few times, but he had he was his second second leading scorer with eleven. Yeah, it's uh, phenomenal. How, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, like, like he a... just he just finishes really well. Uh, he, he finds himself, you know, running that baseline and you know getting behind the you know their defensive zone of his opponents and and just finishes really well. But he also runs the floor and and get some good, you know, good looks on, on fast breaks. So, yeah, it's, um, I think um, Jay Rich and Stoey were, were talking about him after the game in exactly that. He's just um, he's just a solid flat, uh, solid flyer. <laughs> solid flyer um, for where they picked him up. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Serge. Uh, Serge was back. He's, he's yeah. a name we haven't spoken in a while. Serge. <laughs> Eight he's, points, was, four rebounds. Yeah, he was good. Um, I am really enjoying Billy Thompson at the minute. Uh, the f- first two games back after lockdown, he's playing some phenomenal basketball. He finished with seven points and and just a rebound, but even those stats, you know, don't really do him justice. You know, he's he's shooting the ball really well. Uh, he shot the ball at seventy five percent in this game for his seven points. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, play a little bit more than that twenty one minutes and and see if he can pile some more points on board. Yeah. And uh, the Badger Shane Badger was on double double watch with uh, seven points and nine turnovers. Yeah, he um, did turn the ball over a little bit, but I reckon um, just because of his elite passing, you know, some of these older blokes just uh, just couldn't get there in time. Dan Stowe can't run onto those passes, you reckon? <laughs> Maybe him. Maybe Jay Rich. Who knows? Like, they only had two shots uh, each for the game, which was um, somewhat disappointing because, you know, we know how efficient they can be with the ball with Dan Stowe from deep and, and Jay Rich inside. So I'd like to see those guys kind of try and lift their game a little bit for next week. An unofficial plug here, Tristan. Uh, yes. I had Shane Badger around at my place uh, doing some some carpentry work. Uh, he's he's got a little side side hustle going. Um, is that what you to... is that what you is that what you call it? Comes over for carpentry, <laughs> does some woodwork, and um, <laughs> mate, I have got to be honest, he he did a terrific job. And um, if you, if you're looking for someone that was was hardworking and um, and and knows what they're doing, I I couldn't recommend him anymore. Yeah, I've seen, but, uh, uh, I've seen his little setup on social media um, that he's getting about on his own. And yeah, like even off the pod, um, you've mentioned you know some of the work that he's done. So that's uh, it's really good to hear and good on him. Mm, mm. But nine turnovers, come on, mate. <laughs> so that that leaves the the Crocs uh, just just dropping the one game for the season so far. They, they moved to to six and one. Yep. And uh, the Crocs, uh, sorry, the Camels. Um, go into a negative win loss at three and four. Yep. What are your What are your thoughts on uh, on both of these teams' chances to make finals? So, what is it out of? Give me a bit of a rundown on how we so, go to this. So, point let's system. just go with like a, a, a one to ten. One being not very likely. Ten being a shoe in. What are your What are your thoughts? Um, to make finals. To make finals. Uh, the Crocs are a ten. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, the I think they're even. They're even maybe a seven or eight to make the grand final, in my opinion. Um, they're they're playing really good, and they're an all-rounder team, and and they just drafted really well. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at the likes of, um, you know, the likes of the boys that went towards the end of the draft, um, like Adam Rawlings and Billy Thompson. Um, are killing it. So yeah, I, I think they're they're definitely a ten to make finals. As for the camels, so the camels prior to to Monday's game uh, with City fourth, 
Yep. Um, and, and a loss would would you would presume uh, put them back a little bit uh, from there. Uh, what are your thoughts on on yeah? One, um, one look, look. I think based off a couple of other teams that were higher up than them or are higher up than them, I still think they've got a you know a solid squad. So I'm going to give them a, a six or a seven to make finals. I still think that they can turn it around. They've got a phenomenal team. They've just had blokes out at you know one of their decent players. Um, Mind you, I'm looking at their list and they're all decent players. So one of their boys have been out every week, um, you know, sometimes even two and three. So if they can keep the boys on the court, I definitely think that, yeah, they, they'll push a, a good six or a seven to make finals. Uh, uh, there are seven for me. I, I think, uh, you know, it's between it's between the koalas and the camels for, for who sort of round out that, uh, you know, that Monday night um, conference. Yep. Moving on. All right, the uh, the next game on the schedule, Tristan. We had the Bruin Dragons, DT, uh, 25 going down to the Hampton Park Blazers, 28 in a very low-scoring affair. Uh, I've seen games of soccer that have scored more goals than this. <laughs> I was at home following the scores, and I was like, oh, bloody internet's dropped out or something. This is <laughs> yeah. going to be like a halftime score. The What's stats going on? shit itself again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's a full-time yeah. score? Yeah, it was um, It was disgusting. Um, I think Lily, my youngest, was there, and she was watching saying, this is disgusting. So, Ben um, Gaze could have beaten the Drew and Dragon single-handedly. <laughs> he could have. He could. Uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just poor shooting. Um, both teams uh, got up 40 shots apiece. Um, one team... Converted eight goals and one converted ten, and that was that was the difference in the Blazers winning by three points. Look, looking at the stats, there's there's really not much separating these two teams in this game. Uh, I think I think it's just yeah, like the shots fell a little more for one than the other. Really, uh, is that yeah. is that sort of how the game went, or was there? Yeah, a bit I of think so. On yeah, no, side? it was like it was it was it was a really good contested game, and it was. It was it was it was paid, played fairly, I should say. Uh, both teams were you know were really good in that regard, but yeah, there just seemed to be a lid on the on the top of the ring. So, you know, Alex Katuziak, you know, he, he was three of seventeen. Um, he easily could have been you know eight or nine of seventeen, uh, and obviously that would have been the difference. But even like the likes of Kyle Nagel, you know, is one of seven. You would expect him to shoot the ball a little bit better than that, but you'd also expect him to take a few more shots. Um, and same with his brother, uh, Corey. He was he was five of, of nine, uh, shooting the ball pretty well. But you know they're they're two guys that you want having you know 12, 14 shots a game, in my opinion. So, um, but yeah, overall, just uh, uh, an average shooting affair for both teams. Yeah, yeah, gross. Let's <laughs> let's not let's not talk about this one anymore. Apart from let's give let's give both of these teams a, a score one to ten on who makes finals here, Tristan. So uh, um, prior prior to this round, the Dragons were two and four. Yep. Uh, so that, so they dropped to two and five, and the Blazers yep. were three and three. So they're now four and three. Yep. Uh, what do you think of the Blazers? Uh, Blazers, I give a seven. Uh, they haven't played great uh, the last couple of weeks in, in coming back from COVID, but um, you know they set themselves up early to, you know, to really shake up finals or, uh, and play finals. Um, so I'm going to give them a seven. I think they can still definitely be there, and I give the Dragons a two. I just don't think they can put on the wins to get the job done. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to give the uh, I'm going to give the the dragons yeah a, a, a two as well i think you know that they've really got to turn things around in a big way to to come back and make finals yeah uh, the blazers the blazers i think i'm going to give an eight um you know that they, they've got to have a lot happen um to to make them miss out they've put in the hard work early they've got a positive win-loss record and i i think they'll be there yeah i uh, I, I couldn't agree more um one other little uh, funny note: uh, James Flannery had a shot from three to uh, to draw it. Um, 
and send it into overtime. Uh, he missed, and his beautiful wife, Steph, was not impressed. She even <laughs> may have made the comment, he's walking home. So it'll be interesting to see if he actually did uh, was forced to walk home. But um, yeah. It's a long way home, I think, for him too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, they're at Warrigal Way, aren't they? Uh, no, well, she's. I don't even know. I thought they were like in a city. Anyway, oh, who knows? Maybe. That's a mystery. <laughs> in a in a, in a Warrigal city, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the next game of the night was the Harkaway Toucans uh, forty, losing to the Emerald Bears forty eight. Uh, yep. Tristan, t- tell me, tell me something. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the Bears absolutely grinded this one out for 40 minutes. They only had five players. Uh, Carfi, Greggy, Lee Belton, Tom Greer, and Jaden Hamilton. Uh, only had the five boys for the game, and, and they were trailing for most of it. But it was probably, I think, the last six or seven minutes of the fourth quarter where uh, Lee and, and Tommy Greer kind of went to town and, and brought it right back and ended up, they, they stole this game, um, if I'm completely honest. The, the two cans were, were playing some really good basketball for three quarters and they went to sleep in the fourth and the Bears took advantage of it. Yeah, wow. Looks like, I mean, only only one person in double figures for the two cans, which was Logan Mills with 13 points, eight rebounds. Yep. Um, no one else doing any great damage. Even uh, Aaron Olchek looks like he had a really quiet game with just the five points. Uh, Jono couldn't couldn't really get himself going, and um, well, neither could anyone else. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And uh, Tommy Greer uh, finished with you know seventeen odd points and fifteen rebounds, and I reckon he had probably three quarters of that stat line in the fourth. He kind of just went into Tom Greer mode and, and got the job done. And and Lee uh, Lee was really good as well. He only hit three, he was three of sixteen from deep. Um, but he was he just worked really hard defensively and and got um, got some good you know buckets inside as well so he was he was really good how did steph harris play in this game uh pretty quiet pretty quiet um yeah he didn't didn't do a whole lot um but yeah yeah quite by his standards i guess yep uh, okay, so for the, for the Emerald Bears, uh, Lee Belton, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Good effort from him. Uh, yep. Tommy Greer, I, I'm not sure what his stats were, actually. I haven't got those in front of me, but um, how did he play? Yeah, no, he was good. I think, he, like I said, I think he finished with about 17 and 15-odd, maybe. Had some, some yeah. pretty big numbers by the end of it. Um, Greggy, uh, and... Greggy had 8 points, 12 rebounds. And yep. he had a handful of assists as well, actually. Yeah, no, he was he was really good, Greg and, and Carfi, old man River, um, old Baldy, Uncle Baldy. Um, he he had a really good game as well with four points and five rebounds. Don't say that on this podcast ever again, please. <laughs> Uncle Baldy. <laughs> the last game of the night, Trist. Oh, actually, sorry, we should we should uh, we should go back here. Sorry, the the Emerald Bears. Sorry, where do you see these guys in terms of making finals? They are now three and four, and teetering. Honestly, if um, if we can get all the boys on the court, um, I reckon they're pushing an eight. That's that's a confidence vote, actually. I mean, statistically, uh, they would have to be lower than that in a in like a five or a four, even. So yep. you're, you're high on what they're doing right now. Yeah, I am. Like I, yeah, I am. I think um, it all comes down to you know obviously putting the ball in the hole, and if they can get Lee Belton and uh, Greggy and, and Tom Greer, you know, doing that, then it goes a long way into obviously winning games. And I think off the back of you know, Tom defensively and, and Mike Godfrey defensively as well. Um, like I said, if, if they're all there and they all show up, then, yeah, I think they can they can sneak into, sneak into finals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a six um, just just because, I mean, yeah, they got some work ahead of them to do. Uh, we've, we've seen some really positive results from the Bears over the last couple of weeks. But, they, yeah, they've still, got the, they've still got some work ahead of them. Um, the Koalas... I mean, for me, for me, the, the two cans, the two cans, 
let's let's talk the about toucans. the toucans. So, no, I'm embarrassed. The toucans. The toucans. <laughs> Sorry. What do you rate? What do you rate the? What do you rate the two cans out of ten for making the finals? So the bet are the koalas <laughs> <laughs> that badly? <laughs> uh, I I think that the two cans are probably a seven for me. Um, you know they've 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 got a good list. Um, you know behind Logan playing really really well and. Uh, you know those trades that they made. I, I think are, are going to make a really positive impact for them as well. So I, I think things look good for the two cans. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just going to, just to go against you. I'm going to go maybe a, a six. I'm going to give them one less. But um, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if you know they go on and you know win majority of their games for the season. Um, I've seen a few little cracks just based off probably that that fourth quarter against the Bears. If they can, if they can. You know, pick that up and, and make that a focal point where they, you know, they don't slip. Then you, you probably could put them at an eight or a nine. But um, yeah, we'll just I'll, I'll sit at that six and, and see what happens. All right, now can we talk about the koalas? Yes, yes. Feel free. <laughs> uh, it was the Kui Rup koalas taking on the Turin Kraken koalas, getting up by twenty-one point sixty-eight to forty-seven. Yes. Bit of a shellacking, Tristan. Yeah, it was. It was in the end, which is disappointing because um, you had two really teams, two really good teams go at it. Um, but the the koalas were just that good. And again, it, shit, it pains me to say it, but Mitchie Gray uh, matched his awesome pass from last week and hit uh, Andy Pantania again with an absolute perler. He's done it again. Yeah. Prick, prick of a Look, man. Looking at this, uh, looking at this uh, summary here, uh, I, I see Dil Jenk, I see Mace Lee, and I see Nathan O'Brien, all with five plus assists, which is a really positive sign. Uh, yeah. for, for the yep. Oilers. Oh, they moved the ball really well, and, and I think that was probably the biggest thing in in just opening up that key from a from the Kraken's defensive standpoints. Um, you know, they, they weren't flat-footed by any means, but it was just the fact that the, the Koalas just moved the ball so well. Uh, they just created huge holes defensively, and, and they were able to score uh, quite easily. Yep. For, for the Kraken, uh, statistically, uh, I sort of I see some flaws in this uh, in this stat sheet. Uh, in that Cooper Lansing's only got seven shots, and he's he shot the ball at nearly sixty percent, and, and finished with only eight points. But uh, you know, I can't yeah. help but feel that you know he should probably you know he should have fifteen shots and and really sort of be a, a defining factor in this game. Um, Dan Whitfield finished with 11 points. Jack Morris Burney with 11 and 9. Uh, really good stuff from him. Uh, I really, I really like Jack Morris Burney as a player. I think he's, uh, I think he's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, well, and Joey, Jack, your your comments about Coop is 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 spot on, and but it's no different to Dan uh, Whitfield either. Do you know what I mean? He he was five yeah. uh, five from eight. Yeah, he did exactly the same thing. Yeah. So you want to you you need to identify that, and if, if that means. You know, opening opening up your bloody phone at half time or quarter time or, you know, when you're on the bench to have a look at that, then so be it because these kids you want to be feeding the ball a hell of a lot more than, than what they what they got last week. Yeah. Johnny Tivo starting around in some form. He had thirteen points, um, and, and and no doubt starting to look a little bit more like himself coming back from the whole COVID break. Yep. Uh, but for for the koalas, yeah, was, like you say, they looked like they moved the ball around. Uh, their leading scorer was Zach Jock, and he earned himself a uh, Player of the Week nomination with 16 points on 87.5% shooting. Yeah, he's uh, phenomenal, for mate. Absolutely phenomenal, and he's a good energy guy as well. Uh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't sat down and you know had a really good chat with him, but. I love everything about him. You know the way he rolls into the stadium. You know he'll say hello to everyone. He gets around all his players. He can flat out play, and he's just another awesome bloke to be having around the league. Um, yeah, there's a few comments coming from from the sidelines on you know how great he played. So it's good to see. Yep. Uh, another another couple of high percentage players here uh, for the koalas. Nathan O'Brien shooting the ball at nearly sixty percent. Nanny Printena shooting the ball at seventy percent. Yeah, a uh, lot of lot of positive things 
coming out of this game for for the Koalas. Diljenk had the uh, had the six assists, eleven rebounds, and eight points. Yep. It, it seems like a pretty well balanced team. Yeah, it is. Um, these guys, are, these guys are a, a ten for me for um, playing finals there. In my opinion, again, I'd love to see what the bear, uh, the, the Bears could do if they can make finals. I think they can shake it up. But for me, at the moment, it's down to the Koalas and the Crocodilians um, to take out the Monday night competition. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sort of right there with you. I like what the Koalas have been doing. They're now at a, a four and three record. Um, you know, they still have some some work to compel, complete. Uh, to to lock their spot in, but I, I'm I'm quite high on those guys. I think I think an eight for me to to make the finals for the Kraken, Tristan. I, I'm I'm gonna go gonna go the other way, and, and you know I, I'm gonna give them like a two. You know, yep. they're, they're they're now a two and five. Uh, they've got a a lot of work ahead of them, um, and a lot of things to fall their way for them to make finals. Yep, I uh, I agree. Well, that's good. That's lovely. <laughs> Love we'll, when you and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, let's have a quick break. We'll we'll hear from our sponsors and we'll jump into the the Tuesday night action. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics is a family-owned and operated company established in 1972. Our team is committed to customer service and our philosophy is to make your vehicle the best it can be. We cater for cars, trucks, buses, and earth-moving machinery. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics is an authorized Denso service and warranty repair center. We are members of the VACC and SAE. Our core service areas include Arctic, accredited air conditioning repairs and installations, overhaul starters and alternators, ABS repairs to cars and trucks, car alarms and immobilizers, mobile breakdown service, 12 and 24 volt system repairs, changeover units, trailer rewires, wiring repairs, fleet service, batteries, radios. Have a warning light on? Engine, transmission, ABS or SRS light? All the usual faults are catered for. Trailer rewires, short circuits and diagnosis. Aircon servicing and repairs are no problem for us. We manufacture hoses, regas your AC system, and have fast and speedy access to all major part suppliers. Difficult faults? Bring them here. Major truck dealerships bring their two hard problems to us to have them sorted out. We have a range of diagnostic scan tools to communicate with the errant control unit and make the correct diagnosis. Australian, European, Japanese, Korean, or American cars Hold no fears for us. Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics, winner of VACC Industry Awards Best Large Auto Electrical Business 2018 and 2019. Call us on 03 9706 5525. All right, Tristan, we're back. And uh, let's let's just talk about this game straight up. It was the, uh, the Bayside Reapers taking on Starkey's Philly Island Penguins, and it was the yes. Reapers 43 getting up on the Penguins 42. Yeah, it was. Uh, this is a good game. I uh, I was actually refing this one uh, with my cousin Nick. Uh, if anyone doesn't remember Nick, he, uh, he had a season in Super League with the Matadors. Was it last season? The season before? With, uh, I think it was last uh, season. I think it was last yeah. season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had a run, so he he refed and, and did a great job, and it was actually an absolutely phenomenal game. Even even from you know having to ref, um, you know, I was still able to enjoy it, and yeah, and, and enjoy it. I did. It was it was wicked. You uh, you end up hitting the winning bucket with um, not many seconds left after a timeout, um, and got the job job done over Starkey's Penguins. Yeah, yeah, it was. That, I mean, that was good. That was that was pretty cool. But um, from our point of view, I think you know, from both sides, a lot of rusty guys out there. It was just a, it was just a good game in that it was close pretty much the whole way along. Yep. Um, and, and it was a, it was played in good spirits, and you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed played against uh, you know Starkey and Shane Pettit and you know all those guys. They're they're a lovely bunch of guys. 
I need to I need to get into the penguins on this, um, and I I hope I don't get my cousin bashed for this. But um, it was a timeout call by you guys. You advanced the ball. I think what was it? What was left on the clock? DT was there? What seven seconds? Eight seconds? Something like that? Uh, yeah, it would have been a, yeah close to ten seconds, I think. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, so and we, um, yeah, go on, finish. No, no, I was just going to say. So I was, I was uh, on baseline, and and Nick was up the top, and he handed the ball in, and I can't remember how many uh, how many times the ball exchanged hands, but it went to you, and you pretty much just trotted on into the key. And put up a shot, and it dropped, and the siren went. And Nick comes over to me and he goes, "He just walked in the key, and he just put up a shot. That was Dale. Why didn't they guard him?" <laughs> this probably had good reason, but I'd done nothing all game. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Like he was just kind of gobsmacked. So um, yeah, well, but we, you got. We were... We were fortunate. So, so from our point of view, that last ten seconds. So, yeah, we we were down by one point. Called the timeout, uh, advanced the ball, and we were we were fully expecting those guys to come out in a in a man. And um, yep. you know, if they did that, we were going to call another timeout and just just draw up something real quick. But we wanted to suss it out first. But uh, they went. They went back into their to their zone, and so we thought we'd have a crack at it. Uh, we had a, a little bit of a game plan drawn up where we'd um, try and get a bit of, bit of a screen and, and something happening through the middle. And um, it just yeah, it just sort of worked out that we ended up with a really open shot. Bit of like a bit of it was very ISO Joe in my. I know they're playing a, a zone, but hey, it was you really... mean that I was very slow with the ball? Is that what you're... <laughs> slow, old, but can finish? <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, nonetheless, um, you know, it was it was a bit of a heartbreaker for Starkey and the boys. But credit where credit's due, I thought they played phenomenal uh, um, because I, I honestly believe that. I mean, you guys are sitting on top of the table. Uh, and you played a very good game of basketball, but I uh, I think the Penguins were really up to the challenge. And um, as disheartened as they probably are and can be, uh, they played some good basketball nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, from our point of view, I, I, I didn't think we really deserved the win. I thought we got outplayed by the, the Penguins on, on a lot of fronts in that game. And we were just fortunate enough to find ourselves, you know, in the mix in that last couple of minutes. And... We had a, a few really fortunate things fall our way. You know, I think uh, Westy had a four-point play, um, you know, with 40 seconds to go or something. And then Bailey had a, a corner three that was just, you know, a massive shot uh, to, to tie the game. So um, things just went our way at the end of that game and, and we were able to pull it out. But, uh, yeah, I, I was fully expecting to probably lose, lose that game being that we were outplayed. You know, it's funny, um, Starkey, uh, one of our better three-point shooters in the league, uh, we all know that, he can he can put them up in bunches, but he completely changed his game style for this game, in my opinion, whether he meant to or not, or just fell in with the way the game was going, but he was one of three from deep, um, and normally if you look at his stat line, he's putting up at least 10, but he finished with 16 points and 15 rebounds, and it just shows... Uh, 20, had 20 rebounds. 20 rebounds, sorry. I was just looking at the defensive. Yeah, so yeah. 20 rebounds, and it just shows you how uh, damaging he can be as a big man. So um, maybe he looks to, like, you don't want to you don't want to negate him completely and, and not have him shoot the three ball because he can shoot so well, but I'd love to see him play a little bit more, you know, off that post because, you know, there was at times you guys just didn't have the answers. Um, and We didn't. We didn't have anyone that could really um, play him one-on-one. Yeah, so he was really good, and, and it, was, it was good to see that, um, you know, like he's a little bit frustrated uh, that they're not getting the wins that they, they want or deserve at times, but it just shows you he's willing to, you know, change it up and, and do what he has to do for his team. So he, he did the, the bulk of the damage. I know Trent would have had a, a heap of rebounds and blocks as well. Um, he was he was impressive. I thought Chris yeah, Rhodes was. was impressive. Yep. Um, you know, he, he, he had... 13, 13 rebounds? Maybe that's... Uh, wow, I, I didn't realise that he had that many rebounds. But um, look, I, yeah, for the most part, the heavy lifting done by by Starkey and, and probably uh, and, and Trent, their other big guy. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, look, what a game. Very good. Um, 
Steve West is maybe going to sponsor Super League next year and have all the rings changed um, because he was not happy with them when he went to the foul line for a majority of his shooting that night. So he, gonna, we, we've yeah. nicknamed him Shaq. He, he recently got a tattoo <laughs> of Shaquille O'Neal on his leg and ever since can't shoot free throws. <laughs> Yeah, he was frustrated. It was actually, it was actually quite funny. But I think, um, for the most part, yeah, he played a really good game anyway, finishing with eleven points and nine rebounds. Yeah, he was good. I thought Drew was good. He he was around for for three quarters. Did a good job defensively. Uh, J Rod was as important as ever. Um, you know, he's he's. You know, six points, five rebounds, or whatever he gets, just about every week, uh, doesn't tell the story of, of just how important he is on on both ends of the floor. Yep. Uh, and then and then Bailey, of course, had that massive uh, three pointer towards the end of that game, which um, which was just huge. And he, there was not one person more excited than Bailey about pulling out that win. Yeah, yeah, he's um, it's awesome because obviously he's been a stats guy for. For so long, so it's bloody awesome to see him, you know, having a run this season. I hope he continues it. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you? I mean, what are your thoughts on both of these teams? I'm going to give the Reapers a, a ten, mate. I think we're yep. just so, you know, we're just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about looks. We're talking about finals. Um, no, you know what? Like, I know you. I know you're having a bit of a banter there, but that's probably where I would put your a 10 um what are you sitting now you're sitting we're, we're five um, and two now five and two um on top of on top of the ladder nearly just about um close to it uh you probably sit about second or third on equal points um yeah i think uh i think you play finals definitely yeah and the you know i think the penguins another one of those teams you know two and two and five it's really you know you got to have a lot of things going your way i think they're a, i think they're probably a two again for for me yeah yep yeah i agree and on tuesday that that game could have gone the other way we could have been speaking about them you know as a as a five or a six but um yep. yeah you had to you had to you time's had to running out the next, yeah. uh, the next game of the night was an absolute shellacking. It was the Nanagoon Bulldogs wiping the Tynal Tornadoes 61-35. to 35. Yep. Uh, Peter Kennedy. Tell me about Peter Kennedy. Old Pistol Pete Kennedy uh, tore it apart. He, uh, he finished with 60% shooting efficiency. Uh, oh, but here we are. He... Shooting well, efficiency. Started... Yeah, we hadn't uh, spoken just, about it this week. No, because it's my favourite word, and I wanted to save it for something good, and here it is. Um, yeah, he was phenomenal, and he missed a few shots towards the end. I don't think there was one period there where I think he was five from five from deep, uh, and he finished five from eight. He was, yeah, absolutely brilliant, uh, and, and the difference for the Bulldogs. So he he was one of two players in double figures. Ryland Dunn was the other player with twelve point seven rebounds, shooting at sixty percent. Yep, <clears throat> he Who was bloody played well too. in this game. Do you think? Um, Jeffrey, old Jeffrey Reed was good. Uh, it was an all round effort. In in all honesty, um, they were just a yeah well drilled team. Um, Jeff was good. Fab was good. Uh, Joshy Carroll, he was solid. Uh, Carl, you know that flog, he was really good. Uh, Rob Middleton, just yeah, they all. That was an all-round team effort, um, and they just demolished the Tornadoes. Rob Middleton's stats um, surprised me a little bit. He only took two shots of the game, finished on three points, um, yep. and, and yeah, I don't know. Is there something something happening? Is he is he injured? Um, uh, no, he looked alright. I only had a quick word to him, but uh, I think he was just happy to be there, just to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that's at finishing, finished with the Bulldogs shooting. They just shot the lights out. Um, here's a little stat that I love to give Dale from time to time: the Tornadoes went down by 26 points, uh, and they had 11 more scoring shots than the Bulldogs, uh, and. That was the difference. They just shot the ball poorly. The Bulldogs shot the ball very, very well, and that was a that was a scoreline. For the for the Tynong Tornadoes, um, we had 
Tobias Bardell, nine points, yep. uh, leading all scorers for the Tornadoes. I saw saw that fella. He's just joined a um, joined a Thursday night team, so which is good to see. I love seeing the boys down there on a Thursday night. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was really good actually. Um, and you were right. Like I hadn't seen a lot of the Tornadoes this season. Uh, again, fortunate enough to 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 watch them play and and ref them, um, and they. They were really good. Uh, like as far as just that team camaraderie, like they they lost convincingly, but they had smiles on their faces for a full forty minutes. They got around each other. Um, just there's to, no better yeah. chemistry in the league, I don't think. No, I I I, I thought you were, in all honesty. I'll be honest with you. I haven't won a game. I thought you were just saying it because you needed to say something nice about the team in you know in a, in a team that haven't won you know a game this season. But I completely and utterly agree with you. I reckon they're absolutely cracking dudes, and um, you know you, everyone loves to play finals when you want to try and win it. These blokes aren't going to be playing finals. Um, hopefully, they get a win before the end of the season. But they're just having a ball doing it. So good, good on them. Mike Stewart, uh, six points, 13 rebounds. Josh Drury, seven points, seven rebounds. Uh, Frankie, six points of his own. Uh, so a big three, the big man. Frankie Sorry? Knocked, knocked a very big three. He was pretty impressed with himself. Yeah, he would have been chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Rose Sword, five points, five boards, and Will Gray with just two points. But, yeah, like I say... Ripping dudes, um, and look, I hope they all come back next season and, and get drafted by a different team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a shit thing to say in the podcast. But anyway, I think uh, for me, the, the Nanagoon Bulldogs are a 10 and the Tainong Tornadoes are a 0. I think that's a yep. pretty straight-up analysis. I think you can't really disagree with me on that one. I'm, um, I'm going to give... The Bulldogs an eleven, and I'm going to take it off the Tornadoes and give the Tornadoes a minus one. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, next game of the night was the Cranbourne Bucks getting up on the Belgrave Mumbers, sixty-five to fifty-three. This was a uh, a pretty hard-fought battle uh, for, for the whole game, and it was just the Cranbourne Bucks pulling it out late um, in, in a very well-rounded performance. Yeah, it's good to see. You know, from, we all um, you know pull it out late from time to time, um, and it's good that they have. And usually ends win. badly. <laughs> Not so in this case. Uh, Timmy Morgan with 17 points, nine rebounds, four steals. I haven't checked his assist numbers actually, but he would have had a handful of those as well. Uh, but but probably more impressively for me, you know, I mean, Timmy does does these impressive things night in night out. He had four assists, by the way. Uh, Liam McDonald with 15 points, eight rebounds, uh, and he's he's really sort of carved himself out that that Ryland Dunn role that we spoke about. You know that he, he rolls baseline to baseline, getting all these these middies, and he shoots the middies just as well as anyone else. Well, actually, I should say just as well as Ryland Dunn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, I, I not miss, anyone else. I missed this game uh, unfortunately, but it looked like an absolute cracker, and a few of the boys were talking about it to me. Uh, during the week, what happens here with the, uh, the Mumbers? I um, I had them slated um, to to be playing finals. I know like, I'm looking at here. Link Scott, he finished with 14 points. Um, uh, Denis Lalouette finished with 11 and nine. He had another solid game. Uh, okay. to- Tommy Welsh, old as your mum likes to call him, Juddy, finished with 17 and nine. Um, they were missing. They were missing Cam Scott. Um, but what happens here? Where, where, where do you where do you put this team? Well, yeah, I think you, you're 100 right. We we had them penned in to, to play finals. Um, just injuries, I think, have been their their biggest woe. Uh, with you know, you know, a couple of their star players missing uh, every week. Yeah, uh, and and you know, I think you know, put. Cam Scott in this lineup, and I probably think the Belgrave Mumbers take this game away from the Bucks. Um, yep. You know, for the for the most part, the, the Mumbers were were well and truly in this game. They just sort of ran out of firepower down the stretch, and um, yep. you know, I think Cam would have well and truly helped with that. But yeah, I think I think it's just been an unfortunate season for those guys. Um, you know, missing one or two every week, and that's that's enough to to turn your season around. 
Yep, completely agree. So what do you give them, DT? Where do these teams finish up come uh, come finals? Yeah, so I, I think the the Bucks uh, are right there. I mean, they're they're four and three now. Um, there there has to be a team that misses out. I think the the Bulldogs are, are well and truly there. Uh, I'd like to think that our team uh, and the Ducks are probably you know right there as well. Um, and then it's a race between I think the Unicorns and the Bucks and. Um, so, given that, I've got to give them a five, and I think that's, um, you know, that's sort of middle of the road for them. Watch out. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think you, uh, you're definitely on the money there. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've got nothing more to add, really. I was actually, <laughs> just, in, in all honesty, I'm just quite impressed with myself, because while you were talking... Uh, and going through that, I was able to open my office door slightly uh, and still move with my headphones on and take a wee out the door <laughs> while you were talking. And now, now I'm, <laughs> now I'm back and now I'm none no the wiser. So, yeah. Oh, I was do. none the wiser. You had me. <laughs> I was, uh, it was either I that didn't work, it was going in my pants. So, yeah, we're good. The Mumbers, along with every other team that are two and five, I've, I've given a two. Um, you know, it's not yep. impossible for them to make finals, but uh, I think you know it's highly improbable. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give them a two. Uh, the next game of the night and the last game of the night uh, was was probably one of the the more fun games to watch, uh, in my opinion. It was the packet of upper unicorns taking on the dandy ducks. Uh, and it was the Unicorns getting up 47 to 30, but this wasn't really a 17-point game, uh, if I'm completely honest. The, the game was sort of well and truly in the balance for, for three quarters of this, and it was the Ben Gaze show that really sort of uh, slammed the door shut. Yeah, it's just uh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I got a big old grin on my face. Um, probably my. <laughs> Probably my all-time favourite player, I think, from like within rep basketball, Packy. Um, I've got a lot of time for him. He's a champion, and it's good to see him put up some uh, some good numbers in Super League. I'd marry him if I could. Uh, <laughs> Did I tell you what we used look, to yell out? Yell out when he played uh, Warriors. Me and Braden Benning used to yell out, "I love gays." <laughs> Just flat out, it was it was a good time. That's terrific. Uh, so. <laughs> Look, Ben, ben Gaze looked like he was, uh, you know, the, probably the same as he was the, the first week back in, in, you know, a little bit mortal. Um, you know, he was he was shooting the ball at a, at a reasonable clip. Um, and then in the third quarter, you could actually see it happen. Uh, he managed to get a couple of middies going around, around the foul line, the elbow. And then he sort of stepped out to the three-point line. And then all of a sudden, he's just white hot and he was hitting everything. And then before you know, yeah, there you go. 27 points, game over. He sits the last five minutes, uh, says, let the boys play. And, and, um, and yeah, yeah. That, that was it. it. I love it. I thought, I thought uh, Elton Bland was good to get on the glass. Um, he's, he's obviously working hard while he rounds himself into form. I thought Kyle Sutherland was really good too. With uh, he's, uh, he's backed with... it up again, which is awesome to see, Kyle. He uh, had a good game last week and, and a really good game this week. Uh, like I said about uh, about uh, Jared in our team, you know, Kyle does a lot of those one percenters that probably don't get on the, the stat sheet. And um, I, I was, you know, the eye test sort of yeah, gave him a big pass on, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I actually thought another another sort of instance of this, Nathan Jones, um, you know, he only had to two points, but he actually looked dangerous out there. He was breaking the D down and, and really swinging the ball around for their team, and um, I, I like what he was doing. What happened to our old mate, um, Walker? He's uh, he's had a very quiet game, zero of three. Well, that's that's exactly what he did, mate. He, um, he, <laughs> he went to I don't know. <laughs> So he, he went walkabout. <laughs> so yeah, he had a um, he had an off game, but I mean, you know, it's not like he, he shot the ball terribly. He only missed three shots, and, and you know, his next five could have gone in. Who knows? But you know, he's a, he's a solid defender, and he's he's a pesky pesky defender. Um, 
the the ducks yes. just played with five. I, I feel like they ran out of legs. Um, their their shot making ability sort of faded away as the the game went on. Uh, I know that Jake finished as the top scorer with eleven points and nine rebounds. Uh, he he looked dangerous. I thought Trav was you know as always a, a, a pretty pesky sort of um, player. And I thought Broderick. <clears throat> Roderick Green had a had a good game. He managed to get himself to the free throw line a bit. I don't know, maybe his stats are mixed up. I saw him at the free throw line quite a bit, yeah, and um, and really struggled. Just had the three points uh, and eight rebounds. But um, I thought he looked dangerous. But yeah, just looking at the end of the game, um, yeah, sort of really struggled to actually get on the board. Yeah, can, uh, uh, happens to the best of us. Yeah, look, I think you know they're missing they're missing a couple of big players there in in the Schnoz and um, and Lewis Munoz as well. Um, but hey, well, uh, this this is one team that I sort of I put as a a, a solid eight to, to make the yep, finals. Yeah, I agree like, with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it's a dis- dis- disappointing loss, uh, but you know they've. They did a lot of damage early, you know. Before this round, they were they were four and two, uh, and sitting second for Tuesday night. So, yeah, I, I I think they'll finish. They'll continue to finish strong, uh, make finals. So an eight is uh, pretty solid. For the unicorns, they're now uh, they're now five and two, um, so they're they're right up there as well. And you know, given that record, uh, it's hard to to sort of give them anything less than an eight as well for me. Uh, there's there's going to be some heartbreak on a Tuesday night, that's for sure. If uh, if Ben Gaze is is shooting the ball like that, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd put him at a 10. I think if Ben Gaze can continue to put numbers like that up, which he easily can in this competition, then they definitely play final. So they're a 10 for me. I love Gaze. <laughs> I love Ben Gaze as well. <laughs> so there you have it, Tristan. That's... Uh... That is our round in review. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, nah, not really. Not really. Um, come down Monday night, first game. I'll be back playing. Probably going to get a double-double. But outside of that, that's about it. Doing your bricklayer's apprenticeship on Monday night, 6.40. <laughs> Might be able to get a job, uh, get a job with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Another unofficial plug on the pod. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, there you, Dale, go, have you got anything else to say? Uh, look, I just hope we have a change in officials on the Tuesday night, but that's about it. <laughs> nothing, nothing really else to add. Dale, oh, yeah. so do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, mate, that wraps up another podcast. Uh, I am Dale Taylor. You've been joined by Tristan Blacker. This is the Super League Podcast, and we thank you for joining us. Thanks, mate. I'm going to go finish this wee. I'm serious, dude. What do y'all think of that? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Get some bubble gum in this motherfucker. With so much drama in the LBC.